And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi with Casey Wilson. And we've got a fresh new show for you today, featuring the stories of hope and resiliency from all over British Columbia. Casey, how are you today? I'm very well, Tony. Still uh, cooking for one. Cooking for one. How's the new studio working out? It's working out really well. I'm impressed. You've got some equipment there that's making it all happen. Yeah, you sound like you have great energy today. I love that. Uh, it's going to be quite a busy show today. Uh, in fact, uh, we're going to talk to a number of people. I guess we want to start with some sad news. Uh, a very good friend of ours and, of course, a longtime member of the uh, food community, Nathan Fong, passed away this week uh, very unexpectedly. Yes, it was a real shock, and the last time I saw Nathan was at the end of February when there was a press dinner at Sutton Place, because Roger Ma, who's the chef there, had won the culinary Canadian Culinary Championships, which is now called the Great Kitchen Party. I sat next to Nathan. He always uh, drives me home when we're at an event together, and, you know, he was in in a pretty good mood. And it's just absolutely shocking to hear that he has passed. Well, our condolences to his family and his many friends in the wine and food community, who's quite a force uh, in the city. Uh, we are going to uh, get back to some live uh, interviews today, although we're showing, we're going to pass on one interview from the wine festival where we, we spoke about a really unique project in British Columbia, uh, the District Wine Village with Mike Daly and Matt Canyon, is going to open in BC. Casey, it's kind of fun. You could have your own winery. I know. It sounds wonderful. So it's it's an actual village, and it's in a circle, which I loved it when I saw the plan. So mm -hmm. there's a main building, and then anybody who wants to make wine, there's about 10 different... Uh, buildings that shoot out from that center. Yeah, and uh, either you own a vineyard or you just want to make wine and you can uh, they can do everything, you can do everything and everything in between. So we'll find out all about that. We're also going to catch up with our social media guru, uh, Sherry Caleb, who's trapped in India of all places. I know you've been there, Casey, and uh, uh, even since we talked to her, it doesn't look like she's going to get back before May. No, and I think she got one of the last flights out of Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's quite amazing what's going on over there. So she'll give us an update, and she has some information for uh, people who have relatives over in India about what is going on. So we look forward to that. Uh, and then you and I and Stu uh, will also speak a little bit about what's going on in our communities uh, and what we've been up to. You're actually going to talk about, uh, what are you calling them, one people dinners? Yes, a dinner for one. <laughs> so, you know, cooking for one, because there's so many people trapped that are just cooking for themselves. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do a chocolate cookie for one. So And, you know, it is really easy to do, absolutely delicious. Well, it better be big. Yes, it's a good size. <laughs> and um, if you check the Vancouver Sun online, you'll find the recipe. Okay, you can follow along. Good advice. Uh, and finally, coming up next uh, on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, we'll speak with uh, Save On Foods Wine Director Steve Moriarty on everything Save On Foods is doing to provide essential service to British Columbians during the COVID-19 crisis. I can't believe uh, how Steve's job has changed in the last month, 
but it'll be uh, it'll be important to catch up with him and get some insight into grocery shopping in the province. All that and more coming up next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery regretfully announces that due to recent developments, all on-site operations at the winery will cease for the foreseeable future. The health and safety of customers and staff are paramount, and therefore, they will be delaying the opening of their new facilities until further notice. The online store will remain open, with free shipping for orders of six bottles or more, and pickup will be available from the wine shop in West Kelowna. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Springtime at Spirit Ridge Resort means sunshine, lounging poolside, dining, relaxation, and wine tasting. Enjoy the day with horseback riding, wine tours, a round at the on-site golf course, even a relaxing spa treatment. At night, warm up around a cozy fire or do some stargazing. Spirit Ridge has it all. Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Asuyus and experience like none other. Part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Cullman, a family estate winery, reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Cullman's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Cullman wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the Numbers Series, Cullman's Small Lot Program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit cullman.ca. Cullman, a family estate winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we're very pleased to have Steve Moriarty with us today, the Wine Director of Wines at BC Save on Foods and maybe one of the busiest guys in the province. Steve, how are you? Very busy. Thank you very much. Yeah. Great to be here. Actually, I want to say, how is your family too? And how is your family of workers? I know it's been a stressful time. Well, you know, we, we like to think, you you know, we're a... a we're a small company in the big, big, big scale of the world, but we like to think that we're family. We're actually doing quite well. Uh, the grocery industry is under a lot of pressure, of course, uh, from 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 the impact of consumer demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, as uh, far as we're concerned, that we're holding up our end of the bargain, and I, I'm very confident that we're we're uh, we're, we're looking after our customers uh, as good as better than ever before. Well, that's fantastic news. Uh, I, I'm so, I mean, I'm so happy that that grocery workers are getting the the recognition, perhaps that they've never had in their life before, as being such a vital part of the uh, of the food chain. Uh, it's got to be a bit heartening for the staff as well. That's that's a very good point, and uh, you know, for the first uh, at, at the transition when this this all turn of events started to happen, is is that we were under an awful lot of pressure, but by and large. 
Um, most of the consumers and the, and the customers that we have 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 a good relationship with our with our not with just our customers, but with our employees and our customers together. And um, most of the consumers that are in our stores are very thankful, very appreciative. And what we've seen, though, is very supportive of following the best practices and the new rules that we put into place yeah. and, uh, and, the, and the social, you know, all that aspect about social distancing and responsibility. Yeah. I hear there's been some pretty crazy questions. Somebody wanted to know if they could freeze toilet paper. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's that whole toilet paper, bathroom tissue, uh, paper product uh, scenario bewilders even us. Oh, uh, no. It's crazy. I wondered if you you could tell us a couple things about ordering, because I've heard that, of course, toilet paper doesn't arrive at the store every day. So when people go and it's not there, it's not so much hoarding now as it's just not the day. Is that correct? Or how, how do things come through the store? Normally, our stores are, are serviced on a, on a regular basis, like either every day or every second day. During this trying times is, is that we had to we had to pull that back a little bit to to, to accommodate the massive amounts that we're sending to our stores. But uh, bathroom tissue or part of that paper product shows up generally with the regular orders that we get. Mm. Um, it's just that the pipeline has been emptied out and it's taken a while for the, the manufacturers and the suppliers to fill it back up again. It's not that there's a shortage. It's just the shortages of getting it from the manufacturers or the suppliers into the stores. Yeah. Steve, I'm not worried. I've got a lot of cookbooks here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's a scene. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch that. Uh, Steve, just before we get to wine, how can we be a better grocery shopper in these these times? I think the most important re- the reminder is to follow the the best practices directions. Is that as when you come shopping, come shopping by yourself. Um, come prepared. Come prepared with your hand sanitizer before you come to our store. We have uh, taken extraordinary measures for sanitation inside our stores, but just shop safely. Come. Uh, the biggest thing that we recommend is to people to come by themselves and come prepared to 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 be socially proactive in 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 regards to the other customers that you're shopping with. Yeah. And with uh, with our with our team members as well. Yeah. Great advice. Uh, well, let's talk about wine for a minute, uh, because I'm wondering where all the wine's going. I was saying to Casey that with so much wine not uh, heading for restaurants now, whether things have changed with what you're getting offered or what you're selling or how you're operating. Well, nothing's changed dramatically for us, is, is that other than that we've uh, curtailed our tasting program, just from a, from a health and safety perspective, but um, the, the the winery or wine availability from wines, uh, the wineries themselves is at, a, at an all time high, and coincidentally, there's a not a lot of uh, an awful lot of new vintages uh, hitting the uh, hitting the shelves as well. So for us, it's it's business as usual in the wine department. Mm. And your pricing is fantastic, Steve. Tell us about that. Well, you know, we started a, a, a bit of a, a more of aggressive uh, pricing project this this spring and. Uh, uh, we've always had a discount if you bought a number of bottles, but we've uh, enhanced that. Right now, if you come in and buy any four bottles of our wine, uh, mix, match, value, uh, winery, we'll give you 10% off uh, when you go through the checkout. In addition to that, in addition is if you buy 12 bottles of your favorite BC VQA wines, we'll give you another $12 on top of the 10% discount. So that's another dollar a bottle of wine. And... Um, We've seen we've seen an awful lot of people take advantage of that, and especially in the last couple of weeks. 
We're speaking with uh, Steve Moriarty. He's the director. Uh, he's the wine director at Save On Foods. And uh, uh, Steve, uh, I've, it's the fastest interview I think that we've ever done. But uh, just a, a couple more questions about uh, uh, timing and hours. Now you have some earlier hours for for uh, the elderly. Is that being respected? Do you need help getting that message out? Or well, we 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 appreciate that. Um, it's it's it very very popular now that we have uh, we're encouraging seniors to come shop in our stores at seven o'clock in the morning and a lot of seniors are, are really really appreciative of that and uh, we've got extra staff we go out of our way to, to be more accommodating um for the for for that uh, clientele at that time of the day and um just tremendous tremendous uh, feedback from uh the, the senior uh, population in shopping about how much they appreciate that and we're thrilled to to participate in that with a lot like a lot of other retailers yeah and now you're are you working eight to eight is that correct for the rest of the public our our, our stores are 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 pretty much we're trying to work them all eight to eight um some of our stores are running into uh, some more challenges than others when it comes to staffing and 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 the ability to run that store through those hours so we'll never say that they're all going to be exactly the same right um Throughout the province, we might have some that are a little bit more challenged than, than, than other stores. Uh, and finally, on a personal note, uh, Girl Guide cookies. Can I get some from you? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, we'll go out of our way. Maybe we can get some delivered to your house. That. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sounds Steve. Good. I'll give you my address. <laughs> One more thing, delivery yep. vans. Yes, the delivery, the delivery uh, process uh, from Save on Foods, uh, our e-commerce platform is up and running. And um, it's, it's a great, uh, great aspect if you don't want to go and go shopping. And we actually have no contact option, whereas is a, we'll deliver your groceries, leave them on your, uh, on your doorstep, we'll phone you and tell them they're there, and we'll visually watch to make sure that you yourself collected those uh, groceries and uh, with, with absolutely no contact with our drivers. Wow. And Steve, congratulations. I believe it's five years since you started selling wine at Save On Foods. Yes, tomorrow is a, is, a, is a big day for us, is the fact that five years ago we started this process being the first grocery store in Western Canada to retail uh, British Columbia VQA wine, well, any wine for that matter. Um, we're, we're proud that it's BC VQA, and uh, we went from having that one store on April the 1st in 2015 to having 21 stores today, and uh, we're extremely proud of our commitment to local growers, local producers, of British Columbia wine. Yeah, they're going to need it. Thanks so much, Steve. Uh, we'll stay in touch uh, for further updates as, uh, as we uh, f- fight our way through this uh, nasty business. Uh, we wish you and your uh, all of your employees uh, safe health. Same to you, folks. Take care. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Steve Moriarty, he's the wine director at Save On Foods. We're BC Food & Wine. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll take a quick break. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clodisole Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clotus Olay wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clotusolay.ca. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. 
beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm-to-table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this spring to celebrate the start of their 20th anniversary season. They're offering free shipping when you place an order, purchasing six bottles or more so you can experience some of their new spring releases like their elegant Chardonnay and Carmenere while relaxing at home. Check in with them at blackhillswinery.com to find the latest news. And for more information, make sure to like them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Boy, do we have a special guest today, uh, Sherry Caleb. You may know her by all of her work uh, with our social media. Uh, of course, she's a great friend of the of the uh, program and works hard for us. But Sherry is currently in India, uh, trapped in India. Sherry, how are you? I'm doing well, Tony. We hope you're well. Uh, we thought you could at least say hello to your mother. Yes, hello, uh, family and friends. Actually, all my family and friends have been uh, following me on Instagram and been expressing their concern. I want to thank them and uh, let them know that I'm doing really well. Well, the last time I saw you, we were actually working together at the Vancouver National Wine Festival, and then you jumped on a plane. Uh, now, why did you go to India? Well, actually, I, uh, I visited India when I fresh out of high school, uh, when I was 18 years old. And, uh, and of course, uh, at that time, I didn't quite appreciate it, perhaps the same way. It was a great adventure, but I w- I've always wanted to return uh, as someone who's older so that I could see, sort of experience what I experienced then through different eyes. Mm. And so I've been wanting to go for about three or four years and also to visit family that uh, I had met at that time and, and just uh, catch up with them. So can you d- briefly describe where you are or where you've been so far and, and uh, how are things going over there with the pandemic? Uh, yes, well, currently uh, I'm in... Uh, a suburb of New Delhi uh, in a place called Noida. Um, it's sort of sort of Burnaby is to Vancouver, Noida is to New Delhi. Uh, I'm about an hour from uh, Indira Gandhi International Airport. Um, I'm actually in uh, a, uh, a government sort of grouping of uh, uh, of apartment buildings that, that where uh, government workers live. So it's a very middle class sort of neighborhood. Um, where I was, though, was when I heard of uh, Justin Trudeau's uh, call for Canadians to return home was in Dalhousie Hill Station, which is uh, which is an overnight train ride. It's about a 10-hour train ride from New Delhi north uh, on the border with uh, Jammu and Kashmir. And uh, and it's after the, the tw- overnight train station, it's a three-and-a-half-hour trip up to the to the hill station. So when he said come back, uh, it was a bit of a trek to get back here. Mm. And when you got back, that was when they closed down the airport. 
Yeah, so after uh, finally re being able to rebook my, my plane ticket actually a couple of times, uh, I was so close, and then they... <laughs> And then, uh, uh, then it was canceled. So, mm. and then they, and then they announced the twenty-one day lockdown. Yeah. So you're safe. You're you're living there at the moment. And uh, <laughs> well, let's talk a bit about food. What are you learning? What are you cooking? What are you eating? Well, I've been really fortunate because uh, my family here actually they have cooks who are fantastic cooks, and so they have different styles. Uh, one one uh, cook who actually now can no longer come to the house because she's uh, because of the lockdown but she is from Assam and she had she and she introduced different spices that I hadn't really combination of spices that I hadn't experienced before also all the people that I've met here you know they've been so uh, inviting and so oftentimes I'd be invited to into people's homes or they would bring food over to uh, my family's places to as a welcome just to say hello or uh, just to say welcome back or whatever. And so I've, I've been experiencing, you know, different styles of food, different um, or different versions of food. Like, for example, uh, Indians, well, the Indians up north in Dalhousie anyway, they, they eat uh, paratha, uh, which, is, which is sort of a, uh, it's a, it's a flatbread uh, that's often deep fried. And it, it's it, usually it's with flour and, and uh with, it's sort of like a pancake, potato pancake, but it can also be many different things. So uh, I've tried paneer pancake. Uh, I've tried, um, which is also, it's an Indian cheese, potato, um, I, just all combinations, and they've all been fantastic. So mm. just things like that. It's just been wonderful. And uh, uh, when we were talking about supply of food, you told me something interesting about how, uh, how Indians shop differently than, than we do. Yeah, well, of course, when the lockdown was announced, I was it was about eight it was eight p.m. and uh, they said it it ended at midnight. It started at midnight, and I was my first inclination was you know I was here with my my aunt and I said listen we maybe we should go out and get some food. I mean this is they're not saying they're not talking about us being allowed to go to grocery stores. She said, she told me to calm down because uh, <laughs> generally <laughs> generally Indians. Have buy food uh she said they buy the staples so they buy the the lentils uh, or their pulses uh their uh rice and flour atta and oil and uh, all you know for a month months worth of rations and a lot of indians buy that way so generally most people would be fine for at least you know a couple of days if not a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. uh, so she was not too concerned. I think it was also partly the Indian attitude towards things. It is quite patriarchal here, uh, more so than perhaps Canada, um, and it's very sort of stern-sounding. But in the end, Indians sort of know, well, let's see what happens. <laughs> so <laughs> now, two days later, uh, people are out grocery shopping, and they've sort of figured things out. Okay, and uh, so are, have you been learning how to cook Indian foods, or are you trying to uh, convince them to eat the way that you eat in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. Well, I this has been so exciting for me. Uh, you know, it's it's been wonderful. I mean, I, I I'm seeing this as an opportunity uh, to learn as much as I can from my aunt, and she's been wonderful 
in demonstrating uh, some of the some of her her cooking methods and some recipes. And most exciting for me is um, is learning South Indian cooking because um, Tony, you know this, uh, but my father is is uh, Indian. That's that's why I have family here. Uh, but his mother would would kick, cook quite a lot. Uh, she was also in Canada, and uh, so my experience is mostly with North Indian style food. And so to have this South Indian, which is which is quite different kinds of ingredients, just different style, uh, is just wonderful to to see. And also <laughs> cooking methods, which. Um, yeah, that's been very interesting too. So I'm I'm really excited to. I'm, I'm hoping to come back and um, be making lots of Indian dinners for my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been getting a lot of uh, info and edicts from our government. How about you? What do you hear from the Indian government uh, at the moment? Well, it's locked down here. I, it's not. It's not like you have a choice. It's um, uh, they've shut down the trains, the buses. Uh, although they have realized because of the pandemonium that it created. I mean, there's so many people stranded that uh, that they've had to set up buses and uh, so that people can get home to their families. But um, yeah, the, they are doing the same, from what I can tell, uh, as Canada, and it's been actually very explicit and, and very well informed, from what I can tell, from what I'm experiencing. Um, it's on the phones. Uh, every time you make a call, there's a message. You know, stay apart from one another, wash your hands. Uh, so, and what was interesting today, when we went, to, when I went to the store, they'd actually drawn circles on the ground in front of each store that yeah. were about six feet apart, so that this was indicating this is where you stand and don't yeah. getting closer to the next person. Yeah, we're seeing that here. Uh, so, and you've been able to register with the Canadian government. Do you have any uh, tips yes. for people there on that? Or, well, yes. So, I registered not only with uh, Canadians ab- abroad. Register, it's the ROCA. Yeah. Uh, register of Canadians abroad, uh, and so I, I recommend that. Uh, I also rest, uh, if you're in India, I also recommend uh, registering with the Indian con- or with the High Commission here in New Delhi, and um, because uh, and and give your full name and and uh, passport there as well, uh, just to cover all your bases. Yeah, so that's Indian.consular at international.gc.ca. Yes. Maybe yeah. maybe we can get you to stick that up on our site. <laughs> Well, Sherry, it's been really great to catch up with you. I hope that you stay well. I know that you're being well looked after. Your aunt's actually a nurse, so you'll you'll have some professional advice as well. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, you're doing great work for us. The Canadian wineries love uh, what you recently put up, and uh, we hope to see you home as soon as possible. But in the meantime, maybe we'll catch up with you for some uh, reports from uh, India. Well, well, I would love that, Tony. And I, I just want to tell everyone who might have loved ones over here in India that uh, you know, I, from what I've seen, it's just, it's been, they've been very proactive and uh, very, just really, really trying to make everyone uh, as safe as possible. So um, hopefully that provides some sort of um, solace to, to some people who are worrying about their families. Yeah. Thanks so much, Sherry. Stay safe. Thank you.
Sherry Caleb, she does our social media here at the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We'll take a quick break, but there's plenty more to come up on the show. I'm Tony Gizmani with Casey Wilson, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save on Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save on Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're now offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We're all hunkering down and preparing for weeks of social distancing. Hillside is here to make it just a little bit easier. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we have a completely different story for you in these next few minutes. Uh, keep this in mind, the name District Wine Village. Have you heard that name before? We have uh, Mike Daly and Matt Kenyon here from the District Wine Village. Uh, the first what in Canada? How, would, how, who, how could we explain what that is? Yeah, first wine village in Canada. As, yeah. as you're probably aware, there's a few of those. It's kind of an up-and-coming phenomenon around the world, these wine villages. and uh, We're going to be the first one in the South Okanagan. And so what is a wine village? What is a vine village? Well, we're going to have our first, the first phase of our development is 16 buildings located in one location. And we have a center entertainment complex in the center. So with those 16 buildings, we have a food uh, primary for artists and food uh, in one of the buildings dedicated to that. And the other wineries will be, there will be 12 to 13 wineries. We're actually going to have a brewery and a distillery on location as well. So people will be able to visit. This is going to be something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, we think it's going to be a cornerstone, must-see destination in the South Okanagan. For so these are like small startup wineries, basically. People who, who maybe, maybe have a small piece of land and want to make a wine or just have a lot of money and want to make a wine uh, or have both, I don't know. And don't you need want a bit to invest of money to make in wine. their own facility. Yeah. Yeah, it's a low capital way to get going in a 2,000 case. And is there some shared uh, uh, things between the wineries? So... So a- absolutely. W- are we going to have 17 presses? or No, yeah. we're not. There's going to be. That's one of the uh, synergies is we're going to have, uh, we'll have two sets of presses, uh, pressing equipment, so it's shared uh, pressing for the wineries. Right. Um, and uh, we're going to actually equip the wineries with tanks, chilling uh, a, mo- a lot of the capital infrastructure. So an individual can come in with uh, minimal capital outlay, yeah. bring in their barrels, hoses, fittings, their yeah. glassware and their brand or start their brand and, and begin their, their own legacy yeah. on their own terms. So kind of like a turnkey little startup yeah. winery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are there a lot of people out there who want to do this? 
Uh, there is for sure. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, for example, the, the people that are, are interested are wine uh, growers in the in the Okanagan Valley have been growing grapes for for, for several years, and yeah. this is that they're and and maybe you're not in the best location or are not sure that they want to spend three, four, five million dollars on yeah. at the capital investment to start their own winery. Or the people buying their grapes are selling their wine for hundred bucks a bottle, and they think they can do that too. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And tell me about the food. Have you decided on who you're going to? have as part of the village food wise yeah we're working on that right now we just launched uh, our the, the whole concept and, and begun began construction in the last week so it's uh, it's moving forward full full fledged but we're just in the process over the last few weeks and we have we've, we launched uh, in late November and we've and the response has been amazing uh, to date and we have a lot of interested parties uh, we have not decided on who will be running our, our main culinary building at this particular point but we have a uh, a number of wineries uh, that will be starting up, and we have a lot of interest on the brewery and distillery uh, side of the business mm. as well. And when you talk about the food building, what's what will be in that? Are there going to be different people in the food building? The the, the food building will be one run by initially by us, and we'll have a lessor in there to to, to manage the the culinary design for for that uh, for the village, and then in addition to Casey, we have. Uh, pop-up chef stations in our center complex as well. Oh, that so when we, we can bring in feature uh, chefs from uh, around Canada and for special events uh, uh, during the course of the year as well. We're speaking with Mike Daly and Matt Canyon from District Wine Village. Actually, if you if you go to districtwinevillage.com, you can have a look at some of the drawings. It's a circular uh, setup, which I like. Yeah, yeah very uh, Matt, cool. Yeah. I'll yeah. let Matt can touch on that because he was kind of the... He's was, the guy who came yeah, up with the concept. Yeah, it was kind of the original concept, just a, more of a circle European plaza round, not yeah. like a typical city block that we have in yeah. North America where you can kind of get lost in the village, sit right. in the plaza, and just really flow through And not there get and to everything. And get to everything, and everyone's got a tasting room pointing into the plaza, and it's mm -hmm. also tiered. Um, your patio endorsement's a 35-person kind of patio endorsement right. overlooking the entertainment plaza, yeah. which holds 610. So you oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah so I like it. Lots so of parking. Did, how right? did you two guys get together? Well, I have good – may as well get into the whole thing. Um, a good friend of mine and I were kind of – I use the term spitball on this idea for the last three years. Just we drank lots of wine and we're always going over – potential business ideas and he had spent a lot a lot of time going down to the u.s and doing wine tours all the time and saw these villages and came back and we were talking about them and we started actually mm -hmm. um executing on the plan uh, a good friend of mine called max brock and uh, he passed away about 18 months ago right when we were kind of getting this thing going um and at that point i i bring the construction background the finance the developing side of things we've built 40 plus facilities in the past, wineries, but I'm not a winemaker. I'm not a wine, you know, um, that's not my, my expertise. Um, so Mike and I have worked together over the last 20 years through his experience, and um, I reached out to Mike to kind of help me along through licensing and, and branding and actually, you know, making sure our wine process is making sense and the, the business plans there and the business side and the feasibility for these small lot producers. Um, so, yeah, I just sort of decided we'll keep on slugging slugging away basically and that's kind of yep. yeah that's where we came from and that's where we're at today and you yeah. chose so where is this at this is around mcintyre bluff or it's where's right the at mcintyre bluff like about two minutes south of there yeah so you're about a five minute drive south okay falls yeah 
five minutes north of Oliver yeah. and 20 minutes from Penticton. Right, right on the edge minutes. of the highway at, uh, overlooking. Yeah, right. Yeah. Beautiful site. Um, and how, my, how many acres are? It's a 10-acre site. 10, wow. And so the initial plan, what you see here, these first 16 buildings uh, probably take up three of those acres. Um, the rest we're planting in grapes. And then we've got a, a parking lot. So, you know, we're one of the wineries that will be able to accept all kinds of bus traffic and tour groups kind mm. of unscheduled just for the volume of traffic and who, we can who's handle. Who's growing those grapes? Or is that we're growing the grapes. So we're, well. Yeah. We're, we're They'll be available to the people making wine? Yeah. They'll be available. Yeah. Apps that the, and and there will be more grapes required, obviously, yeah, for course. the village. Yeah. And a, lot yeah. of, a lot will be bringing their own grapes to, yeah. to market, but others will be looking. We've yeah. also teamed up with Earl Co., which is a big grower in the valley. So they'll be planting those grapes for us yeah. uh, this spring. Yeah. And... Uh, and and we'll be we'll be sourcing other grapes. They they manage about 400 acres wow. in the valley. So so uh, so what is the commitment? People lease the property, or do they buy it, or how does that work? They're for lease. So yeah. right now, kind of three and five year terms to get okay. going. Um, the only real thinking behind the five year and the three years. I mean, really, by the time you get in there and you get a vintage or two, you're bang, you're three years in before you know it. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really the uh, really it. So you need your grapes. Sign up a lease. Obviously, there's a vetting process. We want people that are quality-minded, detail-oriented, yeah. that are really committed to producing premium products. Um, it's a boutique industry, and that's sort of what we're leveraging on, right? Well, so they they'll bring their own, like, concrete eggs in, that yeah. type of thing. We're You're not supplying. They can do that. They can do that. We're supplying a certain Some amount basic of stuff, basic right? tanks. Yeah. And then if somebody comes and they do want specialty, we can pull ours out, put yours in and adjust the leases accordingly, right? Mm -hmm. We're pretty open shop that way. We don't want to control yeah. everything. What, what would you say the average age of the person leasing the property is going to be? Oh, I think it's going to vary dramatically. Yeah. There'll, yeah. Be, there'll be young guns trying to come in and make their, their yes. name. And, and there's, there's also the opportunity for established wineries to launch a second-tier uh, second brand yeah. as well. You know, a friend of mine, Bertus Alberton, and I don't want to speak on his behalf, but one sure. of his ideas is to... Uh, have a bubbly house there and oh, keep it separate idea. from there. Yeah. Or it can be, I always, I, I did some consulting a few years back at Brewing Allen. I don't want to speak on their behalf, but uh, I, I use them as an example. Um, they have a second a second tier product called Calliope, for example. Yeah. And sometimes that can create brand confusion at your winery. So when I was there at the time, they never sold Calliope there. Yeah. This provides an opportunity to have, yeah. you want to have a single vineyard series. Sure. And so so it, is, it is open and, and a, a good opportunity yeah. for existing wineries as well. Well, what I want to do is I want to go right over to the Chapuche booth and say, come on, uh, uh, <laughs> Michelle, come to BC and make a Syrah in BC. Exactly. In this little complex. And then go down to see the BCLDB and say, well, I've got a BC wine. And uh, so then all of a sudden the doors will open wide. And we'll, we can attract a lot of people who are interested in making a wine in Canada without a massive investment. Exactly. Because they do so much business here. Yeah. And it yeah. will help their portfolio. Yeah. And yeah. we've uh, we've the licenses in place. Uh, we're now just waiting for the construction. So it's just a transfer of license. So, they, you know, they get, yeah. they get their uh, background check and we move forward and we transfer that license to wow. you and you run you. We we didn't want to make them storefronts. Some yeah. of the some of the wine villages around the world can are yeah. just storefronts. These are actually you can walk people into the back, 
show them what you're doing, how you're doing your fermentation, yeah. your barrel program mm -hmm. is all located right in behind your your little retail outlet. So Likely with a yellow vest on, but that's a different story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. District Wine Village. Uh, check it out, districtwinevillage.com. If you're interested in opening your own little winery this year, uh, there may be an opportunity for you in the South Okanagan, Mike Daly, Matt Canyon. Thanks so much. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, thanks a lot. guys. Yeah, Thank great you. to have you. You're listening to a special edition of the BC Food and Wine Radio Network live from the floor of the Vancouver International Wine Festival. It's year 42. France is the theme. Casey Wilson's 43, and I'm 44. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we wish. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Spring is in the air and Tin Horn Creek Vineyards invites you to celebrate the coming of the sun with a trip to Oliver before the crowds come. Their tasting room is open daily from 10 till 6 and the award-winning Miradoro restaurant is also now open for the season. Join the Crush Club and get VIP treatment including club-only wines, early access to new releases and more. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series early bird tickets online now before they all sell out and get all four concerts for the price of three. Details at tinhorn.com. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. And now, from the 2020 Vancouver International Wine Festival, Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. Uh, it's uh, year 42 at the festival in France, uh, has been a fantastic uh, theme country uh, performer this year with over 40 wineries uh, on the floor. Uh, and one of the more important ones, of course they're all important, but some are uh, pretty famous. Uh, the Maison Joseph Drouin uh, is a very famous name and Laurent Drouin is with us, uh, a family member, which is fantastic. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony, and uh, good evening, Casey. Thank you. Good to be here. It's it's your first festival in Vancouver after all these years. And I it's know, your right? 140th anniversary. I'm 140 years old, and We're it took me that long to uh, come to Vancouver for the festival. Good. I'm glad you're here for that. Where have you been hiding all this time? Oh, you don't uh, want to know. Yeah. yeah. Trying well, to produce the best wines as possible. Great, I think so. Great to have you here. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure. We, well, we know another one of your family members who comes up and down sometimes to Vancouver, too. That. Uh, you uh, mean Veronique? Yeah. Yeah, that's Veronique. usually the way I introduce myself, by yeah. the way. I'm Veronique's brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Veronique's brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, great to have you here. Uh, we've been talking, uh, well, we talked the other night. Burgundy's a very special place. A lot of people grab the Burgundy name to say their wines are like that, but there, there's nothing like Burgundy, really. How, how do you respond to that sort of thing? Well, first of all, if someone's telling me my wine's very Burgundy style, I tend yeah. to say, well, you know, if I want Burgundy style, I drink Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I like that, yeah. And, and then secondly, uh, the, 
Is there really a style of Burgundy? I don't know. Uh, but there is definitely a sense of uh, origin and terroir and, uh, and a definition that is given by all the producers. And, uh, and I would say it's, it's, it's more about the salty and, and the refinement and the versatility uh, of, of, of the wines. I mean, we're dealing with the Pinot Noir and the Chardonnay, but mm -hmm. it goes beyond Pinot Noir. I tend to joke by saying we do not produce Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. We, uh, we produce terroir wines, and, and, uh, but, but they have in common their, their incredible purity and definition of their, their location, and, mm -hmm. uh, and that's the beauty. So uh, if, if you're in search for a big, heavily extracted, deep, dark wines, and I would say Burgundy is definitely not, not your place, place, but if no. you're sensible to finesse, salty, grass, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and all that, I mean, it's definitely the place to go. Uh, I think, well, for people who, who want to learn about Bur Burgundy, get to know Burgundy, for instance, we had the Clos de Mouche the other night from Bone, which maybe isn't the place to start. Uh, it's a place to aspire to get to. <laughs> when you, But tell us a little bit about the ranges, or how, how is Burgundy laid out, and how do you manage all these different places, uh, uh, you know, as a negociant and a, and a producer? Yeah, well, well, you know, the classification first, I mean, just to give the frame about Burgundy, you have the, the original wine, which is Bourgogne Rouge or Bourgogne Blanc, and then mm -hmm. you have the village level. Uh, and then in the village, you have specific locations which are producing great wines, and that's the Premier Cru and then the Grand Cru. Then, then uh, at Joseph Drouin overall, we, we pay attention, and it starts in the vineyard, but we pay attention to every detail. Uh, and start with the uh, with the farming, and then continuing uh, at the date of picking, and then in the winery. And 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 every time we do something, uh, we try to remain as neutral as possible, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And 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 we just try to constantly, based on the fact that we have all those years or centuries of history, and and for us, 140 years of history. Uh, w we know what this, the, the, the definition of that specific location is. When we do the Chevrolet Chambertin, we know what to look for. Uh, and we're not going to guide and force the wine to go to that direction, but at least everything, and again, it starts in the vineyard, which is the, where the wines are produced, mm -hmm. basically, even more than in the winery. Uh, but, but, but the wide range uh, of the appellation, never forget that we're also dealing only with one grape variety, yeah. the yes. Pinot Noir. So yeah. It's it's that that sense of, of origin, uh, it's what drives us, and the history as well that helps. Sometimes people are surprised that you can make a red and a white wine in the same place. Uh, they they don't really understand that concept, but it's not really a big problem for Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. They have, they have some affinity to one another. Yes, there there is. It, it it's it's a patchwork, and there there's a few spots and sphere in in, in the Côte de Beaune, like for the village, uh, the, the the village blanc, the Puligny, and the Chassagne and the Morceau. Uh, but 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 in the overall, what what's in common in the whole region of Burgundy is the limestone. Yeah, uh, we have that, and and obviously the other common factor is is the weather, and and the the, the exposure could be slightly different, and depending on where you are on the hillside. Uh, you will have different expressions, uh, but 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 overall, the fact that that you have a mix and match of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay uh, yeah. is 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 kind of unique actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you've had two wines in the city this week because we've been at some events with both. So we had tonight. You brought along a Chablis, mm -hmm. uh, the Drame Vaudan uh, Chablis. Is it 2018 or? It's a 2018 yeah. Chablis Reserve de Vaudon, which is yeah. like, yeah, it's a village level wine that is a premier cru, uh, sorry, that is located between two premier cru, uh, the Mont Milieu and the Mont Tonnerre, yeah. and it's on the right side of Le Serra, which is the little river that goes through Chablis. 
Yeah, and, and, and I would say what's interesting, well, the soil in Chablis is chimeritian, so it's fossilized oyster cells, limestone, uh, rocks, and flint, and all that. And, and, and uh, what's interesting is that the crop is divided in two for this wine. We partially fermented in barrels, no new oak, absolutely zero, and uh, partially fermented in steel. And, and the wines of Chablis is the northern part of Burgundy, and, and what you have to look in the wines of Chablis is that saltiness, that flintiness, that very zesty. That wine is wine. super salinity. Like, I just, just tasting, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, and I wanted you to maybe explain, so the, the two that we saw this week, like Merceau versus Chablis, they're very different wines. They're both made from Chardonnay. Mm -hmm. It's about the place, uh, obviously. It's all about the place. And when I, when I say we do not produce Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, no, we do, it's not Chardonnay, it is Chablis. Why? Yeah. And Chablis means the northern part of Burgundy, between Paris and Beaune, a specific soil, that Chimeridien. Uh, very rocky, very poor. And then you're going down... Uh, uh, hundred, close to 150 kilometers southeast of Chablis, and you are in the home of Merceau. And the home of Merceau is still the limestone, like in Chablis, but you have a little bit of clay and marl. Uh, and uh, temperature-wise as well, it's like one or two degrees higher. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The wines of Merceau have a little bit more depth, more salty, more roundness, and a tremendous potential for aging. And they're more kind of a hot butter, uh, but I mean that on the French way with the hot butter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, of course. And, uh, and not buttery, which is completely no. different. Which is no. different. What, yeah, what would different. you choose to eat with this wonderful show? You know, I always like to uh, quote uh, a, a good friend of mine. I was sitting, I'll give you a brief anecdote. I was sitting uh, on, on, a, on a sidewalk in Paris and at a terrace eating oysters and we were drinking Chablis. And my friend said, looked at me in the eyes and said, you don't know what I like in the oysters. And I said, it's the nuttiness, the saltiness. He said, no, it's the Chablis. Oh, and and wow. I always remember that because I, I believe that's one of the greatest pairing you can have with Chablis. Uh, this is almost, I'm, I'm a huge golf fan, and, I, I'm, and that's usually the kind of wine that I can have my golf bag as well. Or yeah. I'm really? Wow. Oh, my God. I want to play golf with you. Exactly. <laughs> I do, too, and I don't play golf. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, in 2018, uh, you're very happy with that vintage? We're very happy with that vintage for two reasons. The first one is that finally the crops were normal. Yeah. Uh, and then secondly, it's, it's kind of a generous vintage texture-wise, and the grapes were were quite uh, quite ripe. Uh, yeah. For some people, the challenge was the acidity, obviously, so keeping the sort of a freshness into the wine. Uh, but overall, we're absolutely delighted with, with the 2018 vintage. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. That's a delicious wine, and it, it, uh, well, people should pick that up. That's very inexpensive here in Vancouver in the stores. Uh, I think it's under $30, if, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe and this is like your that. first we'll visit to the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Yes, it is. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Casey. And the city, too? or No, 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 no. I've you, been to Vancouver been like at least five or six times already. Yeah. And uh, this is one of the nicest days I've had in all those years, by the way. Yeah, wow. it was really nice so today. Yeah. It's, it's gorgeous. And, and I have to say another thing. I mean, the, uh, the welcome uh, from everybody and, and the festival, first of all, is beautifully organized. Uh, and then everybody is such a great mood, very nice, very yes. polite. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a real joy being here. Yeah, we love to have yeah. you. Uh, thanks for bringing the wines. We'll come back soon and see us. Okay. Come back, we'll have some oysters and go golfing yes. and drink Chablis. It's a done deal. There's a lot of good golf uh, courses absolutely. here. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Laurent Drouin from Maison Joseph Turin. Uh, we've been tasting the 2018 Chablis Reserve de Vaudon. Uh, and we didn't really mention the Pinot, but no. we didn't get to the Cote de Beaune, which is, all, well, there's so many different Drouin wines in the marketplace. The 2016 Cote de Beaune, another lovely uh, wine to uh, 
have with your meal. Yeah, yeah if I may say just a few seconds, I mean, yeah. on the Côte de Bonne, uh, there's not that many people producing Côte de Bonne appellation. It's it's a bone appellation. So it's like saying Côte of the town of Bonne. Yeah. Uh, and this one has, uh, what's interesting with this one is that it has some of the young vines of the Clos de Mouche are included in this okay. wine. Okay. So the yeah. potential here is big. The potential is there. The wine yeah. is always charming in its youth, and it has potential for yeah. aging as well. Super. Thanks so much. Casey Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. That was Laurent Drouin, who we sat down with a few weeks ago at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. That's it for today's show, folks. I want to thank Steve Moriarty, the wine director at Save-On Foods, for updating us on how Save-On continues to keep the shelves stocked during these challenging times. We also talked with Sherry Caleb, our social media manager from India, and also from the festival, we spoke with Mike Daly and Matt Kenyon about their new district wine village coming to Solover Oyus. It's been an amazing week of resiliency with our BC wine partners, Casey, and I know you've got an update on uh, some of them who are doing takeout. Yes, Tony, and I think one that I'm really impressed with is the uh, Summer Hill Pyramid Winery because they have frozen meals, fresh produce, and wine are now available through a no-contact delivery system. Okay, so that... These phone orders, you can call them between 11 and 5 p.m. Super. That's up in Kelowna. And uh, yes. down in Oliver? You want to check out Miradora because they've got a new takeout service, and it's available between 12 and 6 p.m., and you can uh, add a bottle of wine to your list. Okay, super. Any others that you know of at the moment? Well, yes, one of my favorite places, the restaurant at Poplar Grove. It's open from noon to 7 p.m. You can also add wine to their menu. So check, you know, check on that, and also they're developing plans to offer delivery. Okay, that's fantastic. And I would uh, add to all that that I've been uh, corresponding through Gizmondi on Wine on, the, uh, face, on our Facebook page with wineries, asking them about uh, drive-through pickup. Many, many BC wineries now are offering touchless, uh, contactless, I guess, drive-through pickup for wine. So you can order and drive through and grab your wine. Now all you have to do is uh, you can go on the feed and see all the different people participating or check their websites anywhere in the province, whether you're on Vancouver Island or in the Okanagan. Uh, even in the city here at Private Wine Shops, you can have that option to pick up wine. So check that out. And, of course, at Savon, you can still have your wine delivered. Now, before we go, Casey, quickly, you had a book to mention. Yes, it's a, a cookbook by Monica Hibbs, Hibbs, which is a local author. And what I love about the book, perfect for this time, crafts, and you can a do-it-yourself uh, project where you can get the kids involved. Fantastic book. It's by Penguin Random House, so just go on to Amazon.ca and you'll see the book there. You can order it. Okay, Casey, thanks a lot. Uh, can you ship me over one single cookie? Yes, <laughs> one chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> see if you can beat uh, Save On. They said they might send me some Girl Guide cookies. We'll see who gets here first. Yes, okay, Tony. Okay. I will do that. Casey Wilson from downtown Vancouver. Stay safe. Tony Gismondi, I'm on the North Shore, and uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Have a safe week, folks, and keep well. Yes, stay healthy, everybody. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.